Power Talk is a book of stories told by men who were not afraid to be vulnerable and open about their struggles, challenges, shortcomings, and mistakes. These men, from across the globe, share with the world that although they faced those adversities, they still overcame them through power, passion, perseverance, and a connection to their divine purpose. As the visionary author, Dr. Gray realized that his own journey in those areas was crucial to his growth and development as a person, and he wanted to connect with other men who wanted to encourage, inspire and empower others with their journeys as well. From that mindset, the title of the book was born, Power Talk, Perspectives on Power, Passion, Perseverance, and Purpose. Grab your popcorn and soda, sit down with your family, and enjoy watching one of the author's interview now. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is your Professor of Positivity, Dr. John Gray, and welcome to our Power Talk launch. Perspectives on power, passion, perseverance, and purpose. You're gonna hear the voices and get into the minds of, of, of 20 men. They're gonna just tell you what's on their mind, on their hearts, and you know how it goes. Sometimes men, we don't talk a lot about what we're going through, but we change that. We change that up because this time, the brothers dug in. They dug in and they went there. And the stories that you're going to read are indicative of that. So welcome on this Christmas day. We wish you happy holidays. And as you're unwrapping the presents under your tree, why don't you go ahead to that Kindle and unwrap one of these books and pass it around because you know you can buy many of them. And just if you got to email somebody, you can gift them the book as long as you got their email. So as we march towards number one bestseller on Amazon, we thank you in advance for your support. And this is our Power Talk book launch. And it is my pleasure to introduce one of the collaborating authors, Reverend Bronte Walker. So what we're gonna do is gonna bring him on in here and have some words with him. And we're gonna enjoy this good conversation. Hey brother, how you doing? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Good to see you, good to see you. Uh, likewise, listen, good to be seen, good to be seen. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, happy holidays to you, man, and, and to you, you and yours, you and the fam. Blessings to you all. Happy holidays to you and your family too. And congratulations to you on the newly minted Reverend Bronte Walker. Congratulations <laughs> on your ordination. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. Me, knowing you for as long as I do, I'm listen. I'm doubly, I'm doubly proud of you, man. I'm doubly <laughs> proud of you. If they knew where it started, if they knew where the journey started. No, man, it's like that Patty LaBelle song. If you only knew. <laughs> you only knew. So, let's kick this off, man. Um, one of the things I want to start off with is when this project was introduced to you, what made you decide, yes, this is something I'm going to do? Yeah, yeah, honestly, when it was when it was introduced, I was like, OK, what exactly is it? And then as I saw it begin to come together, I said, you know, and when I saw that this was going to be bigger than New Jersey and bigger than the East Coast and bigger than the West Coast. That this thing was really we're pulling uh, ideas and passion and purpose from all over the globe. And just just being part of so many stories because I'm always interested in how you got there, and I always love a good Horatio Alger story. 
Like, how did you get from the rags to the riches? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you didn't come from rags. You know, maybe you started, but how did you get there? Like, mm -hmm. what was the journey like before you got the title? What was the journey like before you got purposed? What was the journey like? Yeah. So that kind of like intrigued me because I would I want to hear the journey. Like, how did you get there? Especially from men. You know, the fact that this was an all-male perspective and, you know, our voices aren't really in this space a lot in terms of telling our stories collectively. You're getting the solo work and, you know, but collectively, we really don't come together like that. Well, I, th I think it's, we are, you know, because some of us, you know, we're, we're, we're old school and we're trained not to communicate. Mm. A lot of us didn't come from highly communicating backgrounds and then you, you know you're, you're you're taught to grin and bear it mm -hmm. um you know what happens in the house stays in the house big boys don't cry so you come in with that mentality but the reality of it is many of us are given a playbook to go live life and there's too many pages missing i know and right and we find out as we go along, mm -hmm. we find relationships. We find out we a lot of us have no clue what a healthy relationship looks like. Zero, none. Yeah, a lot of us didn't know, and we don't know anything about credit. We we didn't get a credit class growing up in our high school. We didn't know anything about finance, you know, finance, and and survive. You know, all we knew was how to survive. Yep, that's all we learned how to survive, and we left the house with the survivor's mindset, not a thriving mindset. And then like as men, we don't we don't begin, sometimes we don't figure it out till we get like, wow, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, you're 45 now, <laughs> you know? It's like, you finally, you know, so we're finally plugging in pieces. So it is our job, honestly, now that we know, to reach back and provide that information so those can lead, they can have that playbook that's full. How to love, manage your household, pursue your career, all of those things. Miss some of these pitfalls that are there. Mm. Because they're not changing. Matter of fact, they put more fit. There's more landmines, more pitfalls, yes. and more quicksand. Yes. Yes. You ain't never lied. And one of the things that I, I want to um, pick your brain about is this question. How difficult was it? You just said it. You just said it. We don't talk about our stuff. We know we we, we keep it together. How, how how difficult was it for you to dig deep? Because I read the story. I read the story, and I was sitting there like, wow. You know, as long as I've known you, it's some stuff I didn't know. How 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 hard was that for you to dig down deep to do? Um, honestly, I think I I I, I had writer's block. I'm gonna tell you why. Because I wanted to be impressive with fluff but the, but the pen wouldn't move or the keyboard wouldn't stroke for that and it came down there's only one way to tell this story either because it's all about acceptance do you accept what happened in your past have you begun to heal from it and are you ready to help others heal from it because yeah. if you're not then you're not really telling the story and I'm going to do the book. If I do anything else, I've done the book a disservice. And I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't live with that. You Brother, know? I read the stories as a combined. First of all, I found myself in each and every one. 
<laughs> I, 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 I was in there. But what struck me was, wait a minute, as diverse as this is, we got white, we got black, we got Middle Eastern, we have Poland, Slovakia, Israel, Ireland, Jamaica. But there's a commonality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speak to that commonality, man. Listen, brokenness is brokenness. Abandonment is abandonment. Low self-esteem is low self-esteem. Insecurities is insecurities. And 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 see, and that's that's another part of of um, being influenced wrong. You know, we thought that listen, this stuff only happened in the black neighborhood. Yeah, and it's yeah, not true. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this only happened. This only happened in the black neighborhood, and. And it only happened in the black neighborhood in the poorer areas, you know, like like hurt and pain and shame and guilt and drug addiction and domestic violence and uh, issues of abandonment and alone and alienation and loneliness and and being misinformed by the misinformed like that only happened to us. And you spoke about that in your in your in your writing. You spoke about that like my life would have been better if I had a nice house. So I thought, you know, only to find out later that some of these nice houses, they weren't homes. They were they were places where people lived. They were places, exactly. And the ills of societies were all inside the four walls of their house. And I just feel that, you know, people need to hear the truth. They need to hear the truth. When I do lectures and groups, I say, you know, there's being honest and just being truthful. Mm. Honesty is what you did. The truth is why you're doing it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So yeah. I want to speak truth. You know, I want I want to put something in that somebody says, hey, I got a cousin like that. My father was like that. My mother was like that. And I watch them get restored. Mm-hmm. Because I want you to see, and when I wrote it, I wrote it, have you ever watched a movie where you got the back end of the movie and then they they, they, they showed you the end of it? Yeah, then they, and they, then they, they began to the show movie. you how they got to that conclusion. Yeah, they do the flashback. Yeah, exactly, so, so I wanted to write it from there. Like, this is what I am today, but this is how I got here. Mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, um, John Maxwell the other day. And he said he had did a, a speaking engagement and he was signing books. And some young man came up to him and said, I want to do what you do. And John Maxwell said, that's fine. Okay. But do you want to do what I did? You know, see, like people say, man, I want to, how did you get that recovery? How did you get that change? How did you get that mindset? I want to speak to the people. I want to do, I want to, I want, I want what you have. Okay. You can have what I have, but are you willing to do what I did? People want your perceived heaven, but don't want to go through the hell you went through. Mm. They just want the crown. They don't want the parts of the cross. I know, man. Oh my goodness. Man, you know what? I was speaking to one of the other authors today and I said to them, I said, the vision for this book was that it would be bigger than the book. I wanted what came out of this to be bigger than the book. Of course, I wanted something to just go in perpetuity that when we're going something and writing something is out there. But the relationships 
of men getting together, I wanted it to be bigger than the book. How do you feel that this work can be bigger than the book in terms of how it touches people and connects? It's progressive, it's diverse. You know, if you wanna build real freedom in communication, it's gonna come from the diversity of the many opinions of men that have been trying to be the cornerstone of society. Mm -hmm. Men that have come from different walks, different cultures, and they're telling a similar story, a story of triumph, mm -hmm. maybe a story of triumph from tragedy, a story of success that may have started in a sad place, a story of victory that may have started as a victim. A story of consistency. A story of, as you wrote in your book, and I believe I quoted your book in the uh, in, in in my in my uh, chapter yes. that when you get to a place that quitting is not. Matter of fact, I know what I said. You did. Quitting yep. is not an option. Not. Thank you, Doctor John Gray. Sure did. When you get to a place where you can't quit, when you get to a place where you see the collective vision and thoughts of men from across the world, you're talking about something that once you hit send, once you upload, once it goes to print, this thing becomes now historic. Yes. Yes. Brother, How could you not want to be part of that? Brother, I, you know what? It all I, all I wanted to do was to just, first of all, it came out, man, I was hating on the women. I ain't gonna lie. I was hating. My wife is a part of an anthology. Every time I turn around, they're collaborating. And I'm like, seriously, y'all? Seriously, this how y'all doing us? And I said, I said, I can talk about it or be about it. One or two things. And I said, okay, the brothers, we jumping in. We are jumping in. The world needs to hear that. We need to hear because I don't think we need another seven ways to do this and three ways to do that. and. 10 ways to have this. We need to hear the story because the story is going to encourage us more than this process. Because mm -hmm. once I see an example, once I see a drop of example, that is going to be so inspirational and transformational. So this book gets to inspire me and transform me. Yes. yes it gets yes. to give me hope. It gets to tell me, hey, I can still do this. That my dreams don't have to die because my age is getting older. Mm. I got to ask you this question. Okay. When I wrote, when I wrote um, Quit Was Not An Option, it was, i never forget it. It was three years ago and we were in Orlando and I looked at the window and I saw this, the sunrise come up and I, and, and I the quickening in my spirit said, okay, John, it's time. I literally wrote half of that book in a day. You know why? Because it was therapeutic. It was therapeutic. It really was therapy for my soul. How did you feel right going back and digging into stuff? Did you feel like it was therapy for you? I felt like it was long overdue. I felt like, you know, you ever feel like, okay, this is the key. And I've had this key for so long. I didn't know what this key was to, but I had it. Mm -hmm. And I finally picked this key up and I finally used it. And what it unlocked 
was everything that I have been hoping for. The freedom, the relief, the healing, the change, the therapy. It unlocked all of that. And then it gave me a place of acceptance. Because now I accept my past. Because to be honest with you, I was ashamed. Oh, yeah, man. I was ashamed of my past. Because this wasn't what it was. It wasn't supposed to be like this. It wasn't supposed to work out like this. This wasn't part of the script. Mm -hmm. So I was ashamed of it. And because I was ashamed of it, and because I didn't have acceptance with it, I wasn't willing and ready to tell the story. But this thing is bigger than us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This thing is bigger than us. Bigger than the book, bro. Bigger than you know? So now it's free now. Now I'm okay with my story. Now I'm not worried about whether or not you judge me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that redemption. That's that redemption. Brother, there's a title, and one, one of the titles in my book was called Redemption Song. Mm -hmm. Redemption Song, man. Listen, it's a, it, it, the book was redemptive. And when I was reading your story, I just, I felt this redemption. Mm -hmm. Even though there were some humorous parts, man, I ain't gonna lie, we talk about your dad driving the bus. <laughs> <Pull up. laughs> Oh my God! Oh, man, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm done trying to hide behind it because you know we don't remember, or sometimes you don't, you don't, they don't know. Let me not say they don't remember. Strike that. They don't know what you went through. All they see is the finished product and the title. But see. Now, now we could personalize it. I was there when it was only two shirts and two slacks, pair of slacks hanging in the closet. I was there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. When we was eating can, eating eating food out of a can. Yeah, man. I was there. I was there when you had the the, the little red Ford. <laughs> With the discolored of hood because of yeah, I was there. Oh my god, yeah. You know, like yeah, people, they all they want to see is you at the podium or you on the blocks getting the award. But the thousands of hours, the pain, those nights when you was like, is this even worth it? Do I? I, I don't and, and almost man, brother. I wrote Quentin was another option. You know how many times I was I was this close Quentin? <laughs> Shoot, it, listen, Quentin was not an option. Is now, but back then I was like, yo, I'm done. I'm out. You know, it's like, do you have any idea how close I was to just staying in the streets, living in desperation? How close I was. You know, like we missed that part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, first was, of all, because that was the, that was the easier choice. The harder choice was to just say, you know what, I'm doing different. There's something different. I I, I can't I can't live like. That. You know, remember I remember pledging, and I remember someone saying, "This is the easy part." Now, of course, I totally disagreed because of the process. Oh, come on, man. But then I realized that they were right. Because after the process begins another process. And it's harder to be in that process. 
it's the same thing when I decided to go in, when, when I felt I was called to ministry mm. and I decided to pursue the calling and I got into calling and I'm gleaning and I'm like, okay, I am called to ministry. I'm going to be the next TD Jakes up in this mug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then Bishop said, he said, he said, if you're called, you're going to go through hell, but you'll make it. If you're not called, you're going to go through hell and you're not going to make it. <laughs> and now that I, this newly ordained, it dawned on me that the hardest part is living up to the calling. Yeah, after the trial storm, and then what? Yeah, then what? Then what? Then what? Now you got to live up to the calling. Make foolproof of your ministry, right? <laughs> like the hardest part about recovery, ministry, marriage, business, self discipline. You better learn how to tell yourself no. Yeah, man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and you got grown folks treating ourselves like spoiled brats and we can't tell ourselves no. And and that's the thing. And then you have a bunch of guys walk right here who are 45, but they really 15. Because they never told themselves no, they still spoiled brats. Grown grown males is what I call them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. grown, grown males that don't know anything about serving. And grown men. We, we learn how to serve. Yep. So, it's not about us. Not about us. So now that I've got that mindset, what I'm writing is not about me. It's my prayer that someone reads that and says, okay, there's still hope for my son. Mm -hmm. Or there's hope for my husband or hope for my wife. That someone reads that and says, I believe in the restoration process of God. I mean, it's always been about redemption. So, yes. you know, someone reads that and says, you know what, I still got, I, I still, I'm not going to lose my hope because John, Dr. Gray, it's one thing to be helpless. If you're helpless, I can give you a sandwich and I can give you some chips, a couple bottles of water. Mm -hmm. I can even give you $5. So, you know, I can help you out now. But when you're hopeless. That's a whole other paradigm. Man. It's a whole other mindset. Hey, man, listen, as, as we close, I need you to do me a favor. And I asked all my officers to do this, and I know, and, and you're good at it, so I know, you, I know you're going you're gonna to close it out well. Um, can you take a minute to hit the solo stage and just give some people some encouragement, man, on this launch day? That um, give, them, give them something to go with and give them something that they can marinate on. And um, I'm going to close out this thing, and the floor is yours. Okay. If I was to encourage you tonight, I would tell you never give up on yourself. I go to the supermarket now. It's the greatest gift is being able to go to the supermarket. It's like I'm in love with the supermarket, having a choice to buy what I want today. I go in the supermarket and the greatest moment of gratitude is when I take my debit card out or credit card and I put it in and it says approved. And this is gonna help somebody right now. No matter what you've been through in your past, it doesn't determine your conclusion because you're still approved. When I when I see it say approved, 
That means that I've, I've done some work that I've always been approved and all I had to do was believe in myself. There's something about believing better that will help you do better because the real battle, the real thing that's putting shackles on you, the real thing that's slowing you down, the battle is right here. If you change the mindset, you will change the actions. If you begin to believe in yourself, trust the process, trust the ability to walk in the process. If I wanna give you something, don't be in such a rush to get to the destination that you miss the joy, the learning, the growth on the journey. I have grown, I have changed, I have, I, the greatest gift of where I am today is my integrity. I encourage you today that your dreams do not have to die with age. I encourage you today that your past doesn't determine your future. I encourage you today that whatever you went through in your past isn't your conclusion. I encourage you today that you may have been a victim, but you can have the victory. I encourage you today that you may have been saved and struggling and struggling and not saved, but you can be saved and successful. I encourage you today that you can have peace in the midst of your storm. I encourage you today that you may have had tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, but you can have triumph. I encourage you today that if you surround yourself with people better than you, you will continue to grow and as that ladder of growth continues to rise up that you can rise up and be the best because the best is yet to come i encourage you that if you just begin to believe but make the necessary changes and make the necessary adjustments that you will find a place of peace that is absolutely priceless and let me give you leave you with this precautionary note Anyone that makes you compromise your peace, cost you your peace, put strain on your peace, you cannot afford them because peace is the most priceless gift. Dr. John Gray, I thank you for this opportunity. And I believe the best is yet to come. There's going to be uh, uh, power and perseverance and purpose one, and then there's going to be two, and then it might be three. And by the time we get done, it will be a nation of people that you are, you are allowing people to be first time authors, which is going to build confidence. Amen. And when you get confidence, you get courage. And when you get courage, you unstoppable because Alexander the Great said fortune favors the bold and brave, man. That's right. That's right. And so, you know what? Right. No, no, we're good. What you about to say? I want to thank you because you didn't have to ask me. You know, you didn't have to ask me at all. There were other people you could have sent, could have, could have considered. So the fact that you considered me is 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 an honor. So I thank you. You know what, brother? When I say it's bigger than the book, um, God's gift to me is seeing the best in people. The, you know, at the at the core, the best in people, man. And this project has you written all over it because this is just the tip of the iceberg for you. This is just this is just beginning, and um, you you have um, greater works in you. You got an individual book in you. You have speaking um, circuit in you. You have people that are going to be healed and set free and transformed because of your story, because of your vulnerability. But this is just the beginning, and. There will be a volume two, three, four, but guess what? There will never be a volume one. 
And I'm glad that I took this journey with you for volume one. So that when we can say all said and done, we were together at the origins of this. So thank you. And I appreciate that. I thank you, brother. Um, I can honestly say that you have influenced my life. One thing about these works, you have no idea how many people it will influence. This is what I mean, bigger than the book. Someone reads the book and shares the concepts, shares the precepts, shares the story, puts it in their own words. Because we borrow so much from each other. Oh yes, we do. And we borrow from all over. And that new under the sun, bro. We just, we just, um, we just brand it different. That's we all. rephrase it, remix it. And, yeah, and, you know how we, do. we we put the remix on anything. We put the remix on it because if it can't be repeated, it shouldn't be said. There you go. There you, you know? go. So, so this is going to touch people that never may touch the work, but they will be touched. Oh, could you get that? They'll never touch the work, but they'll be touched by the work. Well, you got to do an altar call up in this piece. <laughs> we about to take a collection. <laughs> Can we get the benediction now? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Down went to him. who was able to keep us from falling, right? That's <laughs> it. But, brother, man, this is, listen. I was hoping to get all of us on, the, on, on this for the launch day. But I'm glad that I got you. I'm glad I got your perspective because there's, there's a uniqueness that you bring. My wife and I were talking about you when you were on the Power Talk. Um, summit, and it's just something that you bring that's unique and it's just special. It's just, it's just uniquely you. And you know how some people say, nobody can do that but them. <laughs> Only Brian can get away with that. That's you. You know, and there's some stuff I did out there. That only Brian can get away with. <laughs> the visionary hopes that you enjoyed this interview with one of the authors. This book will continue to inspire the lives of men and their families internationally. Be sure to purchase a copy of the book and grab one for a friend. Follow the author on social media. And visit his website to find out more and join his tribe. You can also reach out to Dr. John E. Gray on social media 